Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. This is Lady Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey guys. <laughs> and tonight, our episode is on sexual fantasies. <laughs> and I'd like to talk a little bit about what sexual fantasies are before we get, share some fantasies of our own. One thing I used to fantasize a lot as a little kid, and I had quite a vivid imagination. And when I grew up a little bit, I started having these sexual fantasies, and they were so delicious. <laughs> and they would get me so turned on and very erotic. I'd like to talk a little bit about what is a fantasy. It's part of our imagination. It's what we kind of conjure up in our mind with our mind's eye or with our mind's uh, voice. <laughs> For some people, fantasies can vary. Some people actually see kind of a visual fantasy while others experience more of a storyline fantasy. Some combine them, and fantasies can occur in many different ways in different people. I would like to say that with fantasies and sexual fantasies, there is no right or wrong to them. It's in your head. It's something that you imagine just like there's nothing wrong with imagination. There is no right or wrong imagination. It's imagination. What makes a fantasy, or where fantasies, sexual fantasies sometimes get a bad name is when people act out their fantasies in reality. And some fantasies you can, and <coughs> let's, with some fantasies, you can act them out appropriately, and they're good to play with. I've acted out quite a few of mine, 
and they were amazing <laughs> once I got around to acting on them. And then some fantasies are impossible to experience in the real world. I've had fantasies of flying and diving down into the ocean, riding the waves, and then flying back up in the air again. <laughs> and that wouldn't really be a possibility, at least at this day and age. Who knows, one day we may have the, the technology to be able to do that. But at this point, it's not something that I could do. And then there's fantasies that are of a darker nature. And some of those can be role-played, but you wouldn't want to actually act on them uh, if they're really dark and violent. And then there's fantasies that get us really turned on. I mean, at that deep level, I've actually had orgasms just from a fantasy alone. So it can be a powerful part of us, and it's something we all experience. But any thoughts about fantasies? <laughs> yeah, I think that the power of fantasy is that it gives you the chance to kind of have a release valve for your pent-up sexual energy, especially when you find yourself without a partner. And it kind of informs you of what you are really into, what you're really attracted to. And I think of it as a kind of exercise to keep your erotic energy flowing when you don't really have any other outlet for it. And I think it can be very, very healthy to have a strong fantasy life. I know that in the relationships I've been in, one of the first discussions I had with my partner was, what are your fantasies? What are the things that really get you hot and turned on? And hearing about my partner's fantasy is gives me ideas of special things I could do to to turn on my partner or make a really special date or night um, so it's it's a very very powerful thing oh yeah and with fantasies especially some of our darker ones or some of the ones that are very vivid and hit very deep within us I think they kind of provide us with a catharsis as we play them out in our mind. And it can bring us that amazing experience of releasing some of the stuff we stuff inside ourselves. And it needs to be released. It's healthy to release it. And I'm glad you brought up sharing fantasies, because I've done that with many of my partners. And it can be such a amazing experience to really connect and bond at a deeper level with each other. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's been really awesome in the past when I've shared a fantasy with a partner that I was a little worried how they might take it and then finding out that they're into that as well. Yeah. Um, it's such a strong bonding when there's this thing that both of you feel a little awkward bringing up to another person and to find out that it's something you have in common is really, really hot. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to say a word about that. I think that's partly why I preempted the show a little bit with that fantasies have no right or wrong. They're fantasies. They're in our head. It's kind of like it's not right or wrong to dream and fantasize about a unicorn walking through the woods <laughs> or about knights in shining armor fighting each other or any number of scenarios that we can daydream or fantasize about. They're ideas. They're a thought process that helps us kind of get in touch with our inner reality, our make-believe, our creative side. And it gives us an opportunity to 
kind of flex those creative juices, so to speak, and create a whole world that's separate from the physical world, the world of the imagination. And I've had some of the most amazing, really hot sexual fantasies, as well as many other types of fantasies. I mean, think about it. We all kind of, at one point or another, have a fantasy about being famous or rich or, and we kind of see ourselves in this position and fantasize what it would be like. So fantasies give us, I think, another element. It lets us practice before we do something in life. Often actors will fantasize and picture themselves playing out a role before they get on stage. And it's a type of fantasy. It's a kind of mental rehearsal. And what it does is it gives us a chance to really work out what we're working on to present out in the world, or can be for many things. It's kind of a rehearsal time for us. <laughs> and so I think sometimes sexual fantasies can serve that function. Like when we're going out on a date and we have that early before we go on the date kind of sexual fantasy of how is this night going to transpire? What's going to happen? And we picture it in our heads and kind of play it out ahead of time. And it's a good way to kind of rehearse and get ourselves in the right headspace and prepare ourselves for what's coming. So, any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I heard once that every new invention that ever gets invented existed in someone's mind before it existed in reality. And take some of the devices that you've built for, for BDSM before you sat down and started creating it. You had to conceive of it in your mind first. And I think that's a form of fantasy as well. Yeah. So not only does this have strong power for flexing your creative juices and getting an idea of where things might go in the future, but it also has power in being able to create new things in the world. Oh, definitely. And I do have some very kinky, amazing devices that are so much fun to play with. <laughs> and in fact, I'll describe one of them. It's this cock and ball torture device. And basically, it's got two little towers. And one of them has a hole in the bottom that you fit the cock and balls through. And then there's a bottom plate where you retain the balls. And then there's eye bolts that you pull and stretch the balls up. And then there's a top plate that crushes them down. And then the shaft of the penis points towards the other tower. And then that is a candle holder that holds a candle hor horizontally. And you light the candle and hot wax drips down from the base of the penis up to the tip. It's amazing device. <laughs> Very excruciatingly erotic intensity in this device. And when I first created it, I visualized it in my mind. It just kind of came to me at one point. And I thought, oh, this would be a fun toy to make. So I got out and got in my workshop and started cutting the little thin boards and putting together this device. And I had a couple of trial and errors before I got one that really worked well. But I've used this many times and done performance pieces with it. So, yeah, the imagination and fantasy can really bring out some amazing things. <laughs> but any other thoughts about what fantasy is or the benefits of fantasy? I think one of the things I like most about fantasy is being able to play out 
scenarios that I couldn't play out in real life in my head. Everyone's been really attracted to a teacher or a boss or the lady or guy behind the counter at the 7-Eleven that they frequent. And it would be socially awkward to, to hit on that person. So all you're left with is your fantasy. And your fantasy can't hurt that person. And it can help you. I know when I was younger, I had a tendency to get really obsessive about things. And I feel like without that outlet, I would have obsessed on it and it could have wound up very harmful for me. But because I had the outlet of fantasy, I was able to kind of have a release valve for that pent-up energy. And for me, it was very healthy to do that. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the catharsis that occurs during fantasy. We're able to play out a role in our head and experience it in our mind's eye. And it does give us that ability to really fulfill the void and fulfill the... I remember when I was single for a long period. It was about six to eight months. And fantasy really fulfilled the void because it was when I was very young still in my early, early 20s. And, oh, I was so horny and so wanting to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and someone to play with. And so through fantasy, I had many boyfriends and girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) And it was incredible to picture them in my mind, stripping their clothes off and seeing them both get excited and or each one depended on the fantasy sometimes it was one person sometimes it was more than one and experience that and it took me on many journeys and sexual fantasy really is great for masturbation it livens up the masturbation it gives it a whole new because I've done masturbation without fantasy and I've done it with and both are different kind of experiences they're both good I like them both they're just very different yeah I I know what you're saying one of the things that happens to me when I fantasize about people is that it gives me this sense of in a weird way it gives me this sense of connection to that person and kind of give them humanity I might not otherwise when it's someone like the person I only interact with when I'm going to the 7-Eleven or or something like that and in a weird way they become a bigger part of my life and I, I like that Mm-hmm. And so, is there a fantasy you would like to share, or would you like me to share one first? <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, a fantasy I've been having a lot recently is one that I started to form when I used to hitchhike. So, the fantasy is I'm hitchhiking, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm in a truck stop, and... I decide that I'm not going to go any further that night. And people are are nice enough there. And I get a safe vibe. So I decide to change out of the clothes that I'm hitchhiking in into a pretty skirt and some cute leggings and a blouse and get really pretty because those are the clothes I feel more comfortable in. And I'm sitting... In the at a lot of truck stops, there's a, a diner, and I'm sitting at the diner, and this older, conservative-looking couple comes up to me and asks me if I've had a meal and offers to pay for my meal, and they sit with me while I eat, and they start talking about how they 
have a ministry for for gay and lesbian and bisexual people because their daughter is gay and it made them realize that hating gay people was bad so they decided to form a ministry around it and they get to talking and they ask me where I'm going and it turns out I'm going somewhere very close to where they live and they mentioned that their daughter had moved back after college to stay with them and take care of them, but that they were going on a month-long trip. But they think that their daughter wouldn't mind coming and picking me up, driving up like an hour or two to pick me up and bring me back to their place. And they tell me that they'd think it would be okay if I stayed at their house uh, as long as I needed. So I'm waiting for the daughter to come pick me up. And she does. And she sees me. And I can see, like, attention leave her. And we start talking. Like, she stays and has a cup of coffee, kind of to measure me up and make sure she thinks I'm safe to to ride with in her car and we have so much in common and we like the same music and we like the same artists and we really hit it off and she tells me that she was a little worried because she knew that her parents were really conservative and thought that I might be one of these repressed gay people that has a lot of problems with it that kind of lashes out against other queer people and so she drives me home and as we're talking on the way back home the topic becomes more sexual and I mentioned that I'm into kink and BDSM and all of these things and it turns out that she has a lot of the same kinks that I do and that And she tells me that she thinks I'm really attractive. So when we get back to her house, I barely get in the door before her clothes are off. And she pounces on me. And we start making out. And then we move to one of the couches. And at first it's soft kissing and, and nuzzling and really sweet but then it gets more and more intense and she practically rips my clothes off and then takes me into the bedroom and I use the training that I've had in sexuality to slow her down a little bit and I spend time doing tantric circles all around her body and slowly warming her up more and more and more and then I start honing in on some of her erogenous zones and get closer and closer until I'm stimulating all of her erogenous zones and she's just writhing in ecstasy and moaning and calling out my name and then she asks me if she can bite me and I let her bite me and Then I bite her, and we scratch, and we wrestle, and we both work each other up into a frenzy, and then we start having sex, and it's amazing, passionate, hot sex, and we just go at it for hours, and we explore each other's bodies, and I eat her ass, she eats mine, I finger all of her holes, she fingers all of mine. We do oral and anal and vaginal sex and just every kind of sex imaginable. And we go at it until we both are completely spent and we collapse in a puddle, breathing really hard. And neither of us talks for a while. And then we start talking. And then it goes on like that for the next month until her parents get home. So, yeah, that's (laughs) been one of the fantasies I've been having lately. Ah. And 
I've had some so many it's sometimes hard to pick just one but I did have this one fantasy early on and I did eventually get to play it out and I met this well the fantasy was to go into a park late at night when nobody was about and get on one of those back then we had the big swing sets that were really high up and you could really swing high and I would sit on the swing set I'd have shorts on. It'd be a nice warm summer night. And my girlfriend would be in a mini skirt. And I'd sit on the swing. And then she'd hop on my lap and carefully pull my cock out of my shorts and take it inside her very slowly, just teasingly. She'd rub it a little bit and then rub the head on all over her vulva around it and then slowly take the head in and and teasingly pull away and then take it a little deeper just a little bit and then pull back out and then take me even deeper into her and kind of sit there just on the swing set where she was teasing my cock, playing with my nipples as she, with one hand, as I held her, and she'd go very slowly until she finally took me fully in, and then we'd start swinging, and at first it was just getting that slow arc going swinging back and forth, but just the motion of leaning back and feeling her press in as we hit the bottom of the fulcrum, and then getting light, and she'd kind of pull out slightly as we hit the end, upper end of the swing, and then down again, and it's, by the time we got to swinging really high, gave those kind of tingly sensations you get when you swing on a swing set with those erotic sensations combined and feeling her taking me all the way into her body. And then as we got light at the top of the swing, she would pull slightly out almost all the way because we were kind of both weightless at that point. And then we'd come back down, and she'd just slam into me as we reached the bottom of the arc of the swing. And we must have been on that swing for about, well, in my fantasy, it can last sometimes for hours, just feeling those tingly sensations and feeling her around my cock, just feeling it going in and out as the swing made us weightless and then extra heavy and feeling our bodies going back and forth as we swing with that motion of leaning back to get that good arc and then coming in close together as we come down and oh it's just an amazing experience and then I finally got to experience it in real life I had a wild girlfriend that said I told her about this fantasy, and she said, Ooh, I want to do that. <laughs> so we went to one of the parks with one of those big swing sets, and it was like four in the morning, and nobody was about. And I think part of it when we did it in real life was that kind of element of sex in semi-public, even though there's nobody around, but it was outdoors in a city park, well, county park. And... Is there's that element of, ooh, we could get caught at this that kind of added to the charge. It was just an amazing experience. And we pretty much played it out as I just described. She very slowly took me into her. And she was in a little mini skirt with no underwear on. And I was in shorts <laughs> that I just kind of pulled down and after she sat on me. And fortunately, because we were, she had her skirt covering me, nobody could see anything. 
so we were somewhat safe. But we were both moaning so loud after, by, by the time we got really going on the swing set. It was just such an incredible feeling to swing our way to orgasms. <laughs> and we're to the earth station break. What timing. <laughs> ah, that was, oh, down, boy, down. <laughs> Gets me all turned on just describing it. We would like to have you visit our website at ravenslayerleather.com and check out our podcast page. We have a membership site you can join. We have a link to our Patreon page. And I have my email address there. So if you want to write to us and give us comments or suggestions for new shows, anything you'd like to comment on, you can send me an email. And we set up the membership site so that people can explore some of the things they've heard on the show and discuss different techniques and ideas and maybe even new concepts of where to go next with some of this stuff and and get some amazing discussions going around these topics. Anything you want to add, Paul? Yes, it would also help us if you, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, if you would take the time to go rate us and leave us a, a comment that really does help other people find our show. And also join up and become a member of the podcast. By becoming a member, you'll get alerts when new podcasts come out so you won't miss any of these hot, sexy shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to do kind of a little blurb for Houston, Texas, we have just started doing a classic Kinky Tuesdays. So if you're interested if you're in Houston and you're interested in learning a little bit about BDSM and about being a submissive or even being a dominant, pick up some new skills and learn about all the psychological and all the techniques to create an even hotter place scene, come and join us for the class. It's very cheap, and Kinky Tuesdays is fairly cheap. And there's a door fee, but it's very cheap and inexpensive. And it makes for a good night out with kindred spirits. <laughs> for those who don't know, Kinky Tuesdays is held at Numbers Nightclub, which is on Westheimer. So yeah, come out and join us and say hi and tell us that you heard about us from the, the podcast. We'd love to see your smiling faces. <laughs> and those faces in agony when you get on the play equipment up there because they do set up some play equipment to mm -hmm. play on. <laughs> and what we do is we have an hour of class and then go out and play on the equipment. <laughs> Well, shall we return to our topic of uh, imagination and sexual fantasies? Oh, yeah. Do you have another fantasy you'd like to share? Yeah, and another one, and you'll be able to tell by the fantasies that I share that my fantasies are mostly narrative-driven. So another fantasy I've been having a lot lately is being captured by someone and held captive. And they don't treat me badly, but they also don't let me leave. And over time, me falling for my captor. And it grows slowly, but eventually I get to know them and really care for them. And I'm the one to make the first move. And it really surprises them because they only kidnap me mostly to keep them company. But I start and they're very, very timid. But slowly I get them comfortable enough to do small things at first. Some 
kissing and then a little bit of kissing and fondling. And for me, part of the fantasy is that my captor is wrecked with shame at having kidnapped me and now all of a sudden I'm coming on to them. And the complex feelings that that would arise in someone. And in this fantasy, unlike my other fantasy, it starts slow and I have to slowly build up till the point that we're comfortable really exploring with each other. But over time, we develop this really hot, super sexual relationship. And they grant me my freedom, but I come back. And it's a scenario that I find very sexy, personally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like kind of a slow seduction of your captor. (laughs) It gets very arousing. You look like you want to say something more. (laughs) For me, a, a large part of my fantasizing is more than just... Because I have long-term fantasies that I don't just fantasize about once uh, and get off, but I think about them a lot, and I slowly change different aspects of the scenario or build on it. And the big part of the fantasy for me is really the mindset and the kind of the like really intense emotions and thoughts that people have in very extreme circumstances. So it's like I'm building these characters in my head. And I think that another thing that fantasy does for me is allows me to build narratives like this and kind of write my own story in my head that stars me and that feels really good and I'm in control because I'm in control of the fantasy of how the people act towards me and react to me and if I want to go through some form of catharsis in my head I'll make the characters do something that was a difficult thing for me to handle And if I'm more in the mood that I just want to have a a fun fantasy, I'll switch over to one of my more fun fantasies and I'll think about that. And it, it, it allows me to be able to deal with wherever I'm coming from that day, what I need. And I think that's very powerful. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to share another fantasy. And this is one that I've played out in my head many, many times throughout my life. And it's partly I'm very bisexual and very attracted to both men and women pretty equally. A lot of bisexuals are more like 20, 80 or 30, 70 or some even 10, 90, 10% of the time they're attracted to same sex 90% to opposite sex. But I'm pretty 50-50. I think it partly stems from being a hermaphrodite, having both the male and the female within my body. And so I find both the cock and the pussy so beautiful and so delicious. (laughs) Not only to lick and suck, but to just look at. And this fantasy started, I was living at the time in another city, and I came down with mono. And and for anybody that's ever had mono or heard about it, when you get it, you just have no energy. It's like it's a struggle just to get up and go to the bathroom and get back to bed. <laughs> so this couple put me up for a while, and it takes a while to get over it and that's kind of the roots of where this fantasy came from because as a young couple and they were both so sexy hot to me (laughs) and I just had this 
fantasy that one night they'd come home from dinner and start getting a little bit romantic with each other and then kind of signal me to come join them. And she would slowly do a strip tease and then strip totally naked but very slowly and each item of clothes she pulled off she'd kind of wave it around my body and then after she was totally naked she signaled her boyfriend to do the same and so he did and slowly they he peeled off his clothes and teased me a little bit with it and it's just so beautiful to see his cock standing erect his balls dangling as he moved and seeing her vulva just swelling up with desire and the beautiful shape and textures of her vulva just very much attracted me. And then I finally removed my clothes for them very slowly. By then my cock was very hard and erect. And, and once I was naked, we came together and did a three-way kiss, our tongues dancing around. And if you ever had a kiss with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, it's pretty amazing. But when you get three tongues going together, exploring each other's mouths, at times all three would be touching, at times I'd be at my tongue exploring their parted lips as they tongued each other, and we each took turns licking and tonguing it was the most amazing kiss. And then the fun started beginning. First, he came behind me, and he rubbed his hard cock against my ass cheeks and asked if I would enjoy having him inside me. And so I said yes. And he very slowly lubed it up and rubbed it on the outside of my anal area, stimulating my anal area in circles around it, around the hole, working his way slowly into it. And then he pressed gently against me, and I took him inside me very slowly, just opening myself up through my own sexual muscle exercises, I get a lot of control on opening up to people anally, and so I can easily take a guy in. And then once he was inside me, she came and climbed on me and slowly took me into herself, and we started making love, embracing me in the middle, and each of them on either side of me, front and back. And slowly we started the motions of lovemaking. And I pretty much held still throughout this experience as they started the movement. And the energy that I felt was so powerful because it felt like he was fucking me and that she was fucking me, and it also felt like they were fucking each other through the conduit of my body. And there's this connection between all three of us, just this slow buildup of erotic energy going through as, as, as much an energy working as it was a physical. And I felt our energies building and building very slowly and feeling her breast, him feeling my nipples as they both fucked me hard. And it got harder and harder and we 
built up the emotions going where they would pull almost all the way out and then plunge back in and feeling their hunger for each other through my body, feeling his cock inside my body becoming a part of my cock as her pussy squeezed down on my cock and squeezed down on his too because I became the conduit. That's the energy it felt like. And having that desire just build up in all three of us. And when we came, it was like first she came and that triggered the both of us and we all reached this amazing orgasm together. It was just such a beautiful experience, especially in my fantasy because it works like perfect timing. And then I got to later play it out in real life with a boy and a girl that I knew well, and both of them were interested in this. In the fantasy, I could control when we each came, but in reality, it came. we came at slightly separate times, but... Fortunately, I'm able to keep going even after I come. <laughs> and it was even more incredible in real life. I mean, there was a little awkwardness at first, but as we explored and touched each other and licked on each other in real life, I took we took a lot of time with oral sex before we joined together I would suck his dick and then lick her pussy and he would suck mine and lick her pussy and then she'd suck both our cocks together. And that was quite an amazing experience. And it's just so beautiful to have this three-way connection. And I've been to orgies and energy is very different than an orgy. But with the three-way, with the another boy and another girl, or with two girls, one with a strap on, it can be such an incredible experience. <laughs> Any thoughts? You're smiling over there. <laughs> I think that group sex is often, for men in our culture, one of our first fantasies. And it's one that a lot of us do get to, to play out eventually. And it's a really powerful thing, both in the realm of fantasy and in reality. But it's funny to me that the fantasy almost never plays out like reality does, and vice versa. I remember that I had some friends in high school that were mostly lesbians that were really into group sex. And so I heard a lot of stories about their exploits. And I remember it turning me on so much when I was younger and thinking that I'd never really get to experience it or like maybe once. But now the life that I lead, I've gotten to experience it several times and they were all wonderful experiences and I'm sure that in the future I'll get to experience much more than I thought that I ever would experience when I was 16 years old. So I think that it's interesting how fantasies can make you have that feeling like oh this is hot but it's never going to happen to me and then you get a little bit older and it turns out that you were very wrong. And I think also part of the process is that we're both fortunate. We're in, into a lot of alternative communities where sexuality is a lot more free than in the regular society. And for people that are listening to the show, there are more and more alternative communities all over the, I know the U.S. and many of the parts of the world and so if you want to explore some of this, it's not just about getting older sometimes. It's about some of the environments you're in and people you know. 
And if you're in a pretty conservative area, but you want to experience more and experience things that are a little bit outside the box, so to speak, check out some of the alternative communities. I know Burning Man is something that's all over the world now. I mean, they have burns, and I think even in Africa and Europe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they've got tons of them in Europe. The biggest burn outside of Burning Man is in Africa. They're Mm -hmm. on every continent except for Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah, and if you happen to live in the U.S., there's tons of regional burns all around the country. (laughs) And then there's also pagan groups and pagan organizations. And I know many of them are very open-minded and very accepting of alternative lifestyle choices. And then also there's Binet USA and the GLBT communities to check out. So there's many different resources out there. So if you want to experience some things that aren't really considered proper in your part of the world, check out some of these events and see where you can go with them because there are possibilities out there and many more than when I was growing up. I mean, although I kind of made some of my own. (laughs) I mean, I was a minister's son, so of course I got into all kinds of shenanigans, well, mischief, especially when they sent me to church camp. (laughs) Church camp was never the same after Gigi. Neither was Boy Scouts. (laughs) So, any we're coming up on the top of the hour again. Any last thoughts about sexual fantasies? So, I'd just like to say that in fantasy, you have absolute freedom to do whatever you want to do. You can really let yourself be free. And I think that a lot of people hold themselves back because they think that they're not good enough or they hold themselves back because they're afraid of the consequences of their actions or they hold themselves back simply because they haven't ever experienced anything outside of what's normal for them. And to those people, I'd like to say that in the realm of fantasy, you have the freedom to go wherever you want to go, do whatever you want to do, have the wildest, kinkiest sex that you still feel would be embarrassing to to do in real life. You have the power to be with whoever you want to be with. And it's a really, really powerful thing. And one of the other benefits of fantasy is that when you choose not to hold yourself back in the world of fantasy, you will find yourself not holding yourself back in the real world as well. And I know that for some people, because of religions or because of conservative upbringing, there's often a lot of guilt or shame around sex, associated with sex. And for me, I went through that process for a short while, but I got over it quickly. I realize, oh, this is too good to be wrong or sinful or bad. And and I realized that I was being told a lie. Sex isn't a sin. Sex is a very sacred act. And I realized that when I explore sexuality to its fullest and take myself to higher and higher states of ecstasy, I reach a higher consciousness. I reach a more amazing place in my headspace. I become more compassionate. I become more 
focused on the here and now, the moment, I become more mindful. And I become more aware of my body, my sexual body, and aware of how my sexual body works. And part of that process was through the imagination, through fantasies. That kind of kickstarts the system, I think, sometimes. Or jumpstarts the system, not kickstarts. Although kicks, kicking can be fun. <laughs> but yes, explore some fantasies. As we said earlier in the show, there's no right or wrong to a fantasy. There's no such thing as a wrong fantasy or a right fantasy. Let your body guide you in your fantasies. Let your mind guide you. And explore new territories within the inner space of our minds. And explore those amazing erotic adventures. And some of my fantasies get into really wild erotic adventures. Having sex on a roller coaster or doing many different things. Sometimes it's part of the fantasy of an adventure show that I saw and I'd add sexual components to it and play out as the amazing character that I see myself as. <laughs> and it does give us a chance to become more confident in ourselves and more confident in our sexual expression. I've gotten to the point where I know my body well enough and how good it feels that I like to share it. And I'm able to put on sex performances and within appropriate audiences and conditions. Oftentimes in Aphrodite's temple, I put on a masturbation show. And it's such an amazing energy because... I think when I was younger, I would have never even conceived doing something like that. But the exhibitionist in me came out and said, oh, let's open that door a little bit when it's appropriate. <laughs> so explore and check out your fantasies. See where your mind and body can take you. See how good you can feel on that sexual level. And with that, I'd like to put one last plug in for our website, ravenslayerleather.com. And on our website, we have all kinds of video training programs that go in a little more in depth and have worksheets and even audio files for erotic meditations or morning affirmations. We have a whole wide array of training films on BDSM, on raising sexual energy, on working with your sex and your energy, taking it where you want to go. So check out the videos. We even have some free ones to try out just to see if they work for you. So go to ravenslayerleather.com. Any other thoughts, Paul? I just like to let everyone know that I really hope that hearing the show might make you a little bit more comfortable with the fantasy world that's in your head. And it's a safe place to explore and let yourself be free and not worried about the things that might be in your mind. Because... In the fantasy world, it can't hurt you and it can't hurt anyone else. Mm -hmm. And with that, have those wonderful nocturnal emissions. Explore sex, get yourselves off, and really enjoy the gift of our sexual bodies. Raise that erotic feeling. Reach sexual ecstasy and explore where your body can take you. Have a good night. Good night. 
I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.